We'd rather get AIDS than watch this movie again. Uh, this is <laughs> Bohemian oh. Crap City spoilers. Uh, freaking way. Great spoiler. Way to kick that off. Guys, you can live with AIDS today. It's a manageable disease, but this is Pappy, recording from Denver, Colorado. I got my mic out of the stand. The big end stick is just swinging in the breeze, Freddie Mercury <laughs> style. And today, I'm super excited, I guess, because we're here to talk about the Golden Globe winner for Best Drama uh, and nominee for the Academy Award for Best Picture of the Year, Bohemian Rhapsody. And join me today... We have someone who seems a little cranky, but normally he's a man who's always good thoughts, good words, and good deeds. Josh, Josh, why why are you in such a down mood today, man? I'm not a down mood. Like, right before we started the pod, Pap asked if I wanted to count us down. And I just miss Money Mike. I wish he was... Where is Money? He didn't watch this bad movie, I can promise you that. He quit the band. He's trying to do a solo podcast right now. (laughs) He signed for $4 million. He joined We Hate Movies. He left us. Don't forget to smile. But Josh, this movie was your idea to do a podcast on this. Not that the movie was your idea, but do you you regret doing it? Are you happy that we're we're doing a pod right now? I'm, I'm happy to unload the movie... I love this podcast as an outlet for my own personal feelings, so I'm very happy to be on the pod. Um, ooh, this movie, though. <laughs> I, I was you... hoping you'd call it Bohemian Montage or something, but Crap City is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Bohemian Montage City. Uh, you hated the Queen music on Highlander. Was this better? Last question for you, <laughs> yes, Josh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> good. That's good to hear. Well, speaking of Highlander, the man who picked that movie, Stevie, do you have a favorite Queen song? Oh, for sure. Um, Stone Cold Crazy off Sheer Heart Attack. That's a pretty that's a pretty niche Queen pick. Wow, like deep it. cut. Yeah. I mean, that's like the I think that's like the song that epitomizes Queen and not a movie that plays two hours of Queen's greatest hits. <laughs> God. Well, I know, I know you're a Brian May man deep down. Thirty nine. You love that song, but do you think I, Freddie Mercury is the best frontman ever? Man, Sec- um, second, second best. <laughs> sheer energy wise, yeah, I'd say so. I like it. This is- I think that's probably that's probably the safest bet. Yeah. Brett, who is your favorite frontman ever? You said he's second best. Robert Plant. Well, Babyface Brett, what's your favorite musical biopic? <laughs> uh, Love and Mercy all day. Can someone throw some out there? Walk Coming? hard. Selena. Selena's. Walk the line. Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Uh, <laughs> the Doors. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. any of these except for Bohemian. You didn't see Love and Mercy? Ray. No, I haven't seen it. So you love Bohemian Rhapsody, Brett. That's no, what you're telling me right now. I don't, I don't know. I, Selena's okay. It's a, not my favorite, but it's okay. <laughs> That's literally the only one other than Bohemian I've seen. Dude, Selena's so good. I can watch that movie all day. Stevie, you did send me the, like, the trailer to Selena just yesterday and said, best biopic out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks. I agree. But all right. let's let's. It's so good. Let's get into what we're here to talk about today, and that's bohemian montage shitty um but there's there's some production stuff that we need to get out of the way uh first of all though so sit back and let me tell you a little pap story Uh, originally josh i don't know if you know this but sasha baron cohen was supposed to be freddie mercury for this movie (laughs) oh really 
But the uh, yeah, it was going to be awesome. The original script had him like killed off halfway through, and so he left the project. I guess. Um, I don't know. You guys think he would have been a good Freddie Mercury? He'd have been so. Good. Was, who was it? Sasha Baron. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh yeah. Maybe he would have added a layer of like some captivation. I feel like he looks more like Freddie Mercury uh, than our boy Rami. But we also have to he talk looks like a little Mick bit. Mick Jagger. Yeah, he does look like Mick Jagger too. But uh, our boy, uh, Money Mike's boy, Brian Singer, uh, to Movie Club now. Um, <laughs> we do have to mention that during production, in the height of the Me Too movement, uh, Brian Singer, uh, the report surfacing of him being late or absent to the set, and Fox effectively shut down the production after he was like 85% done with the filming. Uh, so Dexter Fletcher took over for him. And then recently after the film was nominated for uh, Best Picture, uh, an Atlantic article surfaced uh, where four new men have accused him of sexual misconduct, ra- ranging from rape to uh, inappropriate conduct with underage boys. Um, these accusations have been denied by Singer, and he's never been charged with a crime. But Brett... Do all of those factors put a cloud over the movie for you? No. I just separate the stuff. I mean, yeah, it's horrendous, but I mean, I'm here to talk about the movie, I guess. I don't know. I don't believe in the whole clouds thing when it comes to movies and stuff, so. Brett doesn't believe in clouds or chemtrails. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's... It's uh, is it, I'm wondering if it's like being honored so much because they removed him from the project. I don't know if that's a possible uh, reason for all the critical. They gave acclaim. him a credit during the, like during the opening yeah. scenes. His name was on there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but that's enough about that. I, I, I feel like we should mention it, but let's get into the story. Uh, Stevie, what is the story? How would you explain it to someone who's never seen Bohemian Rhapsody? It's the dumbest shit in the world. So, like, the story in a nutshell is that Brian May and I think Deacon had a band. And Freddie was down on his luck working on jobs that he didn't like. And showed up at a bar one night where Brian May was playing. Then after they got done playing, he auditioned to be their singer because their singer left their band for another. And then the rest was history. The most cookie cutter movie ever made. Well, I like how they try to like boil down Freddie Mercury's talents because he has gigantic teeth, which the teeth in the movie (laughs) are like unbelievable. Like Freddie Mercury did not look like that. I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Mm, I don't know if I. They're pretty big. Have you seen pictures of him yeah, when he was a kid? Yeah, but he didn't do that like mouth thing all the time. He's always sticking no, yeah, his teeth out. Yeah, that was kind of overdone a little bit. Yeah, it was weird. But that's also why he got his extra range, she says, or something. <laughs> I yeah, and apparently he really did have those extra incisors. But I, I don't know. Again, I think Sasha Baron Cohen looks a little bit more like him. But uh, Josh, you brought up. Love and Mercy, or we talked about Love and Mercy a second ago. Uh, what did you think of like the making of scenes? This movie is called Bohemian Rhapsody. So do you think, uh, I don't know, it, it felt like this movie was super tropey, and it reminded me a lot of uh, Love and Mercy in a lot of ways, especially like the making of and the music parts. Well, it's just a normal biopic. There's nothing really special right. about this movie. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it hit that beat, and basically Freddie Mercury says, 
quote, we got to get experimental. So then they show a montage of experimental band playing for like 10 <laughs> minutes. It, it's not deep. It's... Mm. Stevie, do you have a favorite part from when they were making music? Was there anything that you liked? No. <laughs> Actually, it was one of my least favorite parts. <laughs> when they're not like on especially the during and... like such like during the making of Bohemian Rhapsody itself. God, it's just, I mean, it's a frustrating movie to watch. Like I guess if you're just a casual music fan, you'd like it, but I mean there's nothing deep about this movie. It's very on the surface. Yeah, and it's all very contrived. And the part, too. the most cringy part, is Mike Myers going, "No one will ever listen to Bohemian Rhapsody," and I imagine all the producers who made this movie are being like, hey, "Everyone's gonna snicker at that because it became so huge." You're in Wayne's world. Oh, <laughs> oh, you get, <laughs> get you it. Get it. No one's gonna bang their heads because you banged your head. It's so meta. Do you get it? Brett, what did you think of uh, Mike Myers playing Ray Foster in this movie? I, I mean, he was Mike Myers. I mean, Mike Myers is a pretty decent actor. He did a decent accent. I mean, yeah, it's a little meta. It's pretty snickerish. I don't. He did all right. I mean, does he I'm ever not, get up from that desk? No, he didn't. I think he had his hands on the table the whole time too. <laughs> he lives I'm and breathes not, at that desk. <laughs> I'm going to be the dissenting view of this pod. So, I mean, well, I mean, people like this movie. Apparently, Brett, you're not alone. You're just alone yeah. on this podcast. I mean, we just like Brittany and I talk about. It, we're like, it wasn't great. It was fun. We enjoyed the music. She keeps them away, Shonda. In a pretty cabinet We thought it would have been better to do like a deep dive into a lot different subject matter, but that's not what it was. So we just enjoyed what, again, we knew kind of what it was going to be going into it. So it's not like, I don't think any of us here expected it to be amazing just because of what we'd heard, the reviews of it. But I just took it at face value and I just enjoyed the music and learning a little bit more about Freddy. So let's never expect the Golden Globe winner or Oscar nomination <laughs> to be mind-blowing. And guys, the That's bass sad. player was the little kid in Jurassic Park. That's pretty cool. Joe Mazzello? Yeah. What? Whoa, right, he wrote yeah. Another One Bites the Dust. That's so cool. Yep, for and he, sure. He broke up a couple fights in the band by just playing the bass line. <laughs> he broke up the fight that was going to break up the band just by that song. He saved the band. Yeah, oh. I, I think it is. <laughs> that riff important. is pretty cool. <laughs> it is important to note, too, that like Queen had a very heavy influence on this movie. And like Brian May and the rest of the members of Queen are like fucking altar boys, never did anything wrong. And Freddie Mercury is like... The giant fuck up of the band, apparently. <laughs> uh, we talked about a couple of side characters. I guess Brett, uh, Sam Raimi Malik was nominated for an Oscar for his portrayal. <laughs> what did you? What did you think? We kind of ripped on his teeth a little bit, but but overall, did he capture the essence of, of Freddie oh, Mercury? I, I definitely think he did. I think he's got to be one of the uh, frontrunners for it. I mean, he won the SAG tonight, whatever that means to me. But I thought he did really well. I think that's one thing i feel like most people haven't complained about like i've read a really bad review but they were like remy malik just was really good as freddie mercury i mean even though they trash the whole movie they're like he did a really good job and i think he did a really good job yeah the mouth thing was really weird and it wore it wore on me you know his cheeks out 
you know, teeth. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely weird, and it got really annoying, but uh, did he sing, like, the obvious non-lip-syncing parts? Because he sounded no. alike but different. He didn't sing at he all? He didn't sing one bit of it. No, okay. it was all lip-sync, which is kind of interesting. And Mark Martell. Yeah, there's a lot of YouTube videos where you can see, like, the Live Aid performance side-by-side side with his performance, and I'll be honest, Freddie Mercury's still just so much better than him like he's so much more captivating like he's sweaty he's passionate he's like into it and like when you're watching the live aid footage let's talk about the concert a little bit because the way that it's edited and shot like you're getting constantly these shots of like the crowd clapping people in bars like singing and hugging each other like it did not work for me emotionally josh did you feel anything during the live aid concert I didn't, and I wanted to fast forward through it so bad. <laughs> I hate. I mean, dude, I don't really want to come in and just crap on a good faith movie, but it it tried to make it like every country in the world's World Cup team was like winning at the time, and they like tried to wrap up every loose end by like showing uh, Austin Powers' character being sad at the desk, of course, and. Like everyone apparently has this like moment of contemplation. It's so forced. I think that's the problem. It's forced. And there's cool cinematography throughout it. I remember like the piano. There's this cool like pan that goes with his fingers. It's really cool. It's a lot of good shots. Story wise, like I just felt nothing. Ah, you gotta take me home tonight. Another thing, you mentioned that it was a good faith uh, documentary. One, one thing that, I, that will come up a couple times is that this is a movie that's entirely bullshit. Nothing in this is basically true <laughs> at all, including the fact that Freddie Mercury had AIDS during the Live Aid concert. Are um, you serious? Yeah, that he didn't oh wasn't diagnosed God. with HIV until two years later, which... What? That really bothers me. I mean, Brett, we're lying about having HIV here. I know we don't. I know we'll give something like Amadeus a pass, but this is like so recent and like, if not educational, then what's the point of this? How can you lie about that? Yeah, I mean that's a, a weird thing. I mean, I guess it just pushed the story along, and they ran out of time. I mean, does it bother you, or does it not? I mean, like, I you are the representing the movie i know you don't love it but i'm just curious if it it really bothers me but no but I, i've always stuck to the thing of i don't watch movies for factual accuracy i just don't if i want to know about freddie mercury i'll watch a documentary so yeah it's weird i don't know why they did that other than they felt like the other two hours were like super important and you know they made a movie where they knew the last 20 minutes was going to be Live Aid, maybe even last 30 minutes, so they had even less time to go through, as you guys said, like 20 years in you know, an hour and 45 minutes. So I couldn't believe it when they started the second and third song of Live Aid. I didn't realize that was going to be it, it, until that. And 
They made it seem like he had a like he was dying of AIDS on stage. Mm-hmm. They made it seem like that's like this why is his it, last hurrah. He can barely do it. They made it seem like that's why his voice was going. I and mean, then like there's that whole scene where he tells the band he has AIDS right before they go on stage, which also apparently they never broke up. Like they were touring as recently as two months right before the Live Aid concert, so there was no kind of like drama around like can we still play together. So is any of this stuff true about how they were doing the songwriting, too? Because I'm guessing not. I don't know. Other than who wrote it, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get that deep into it. but I like how they did the songs out of order, too. I loved that. It's such a nuisance. Uh, (laughs) How do you miss that? (laughs) Brett, I mean, you touched on this, too, the editing. One thing that I don't think is true, Steve, is I don't think that their tour of the United States was just letters coming up on the screen saying, like, Milwaukee, Houston, Denver. Dude, it was so dumb. I really hated that. God. I mean, especially when it said Midwest USA in the American flag font. (laughs) Midwest USA. (laughs) Uh. And they had Fat Bottom Girls playing over it. And the way they made it seem like is Queen ran out of hits and that no one liked Queen anymore and they needed Bohemian Rhapsody to save them all. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Well, Fat Bottom Girls came out three years after Bohemian Rhapsody. That really bothered me. They just don't care. And also the fact they made it seem like Queen 1 and Queen 2 never happened. It was a sheer heart attack. Was the that was was their first album, and then that was it. There's just so many inaccuracies. Yeah, I mean, there's like, really, what this movie is is just like the chance to listen to someone lip sync <laughs> Queen really, really well because you're not learning anything, yeah. and like everything that's part of the story is so formulaic. It's not even interesting or engaging or challenging at all. I, the okay, the last note that I have here is a brilliant piece of casting. Uh, Aiden Gillian, uh, he was in Sing Street, <laughs> two movie club, but Josh. Whoa, whoa, White, whoa! He's in Game of Thrones too, so he's been on say, a lot of spoilers. What do you think of him? Because he's playing Littlefinger in this film, and he got Littlefingered so hard. Oh man, that scene in the limo—he <laughs> gets backstabbed seriously, just yeah, like Littlefinger br- would was, do. Oh, that dude sucks so bad, Paul. Mm-hmm. Again. I was impressed that Littlefinger never had to lean against a wall and smirk. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, that's the bar for me, I think. So th- yeah. two thumbs up. Again, all of all of that part was bullshit, too. He, their manager was actually like a really nice guy, and they parted ways <laughs> amicably and stayed friends, and there was never any uh, backstabbing. So, uh, I mean, there are some more inaccuracies, but I don't want that to be the point of this podcast. Do you guys have any other points you'd like to talk about on bohemian rhapsody how bad was that press conference that was pretty bad i hated that scene god it was so stupid they're like zooming in on his face and they have a bunch of voices going in his head i mean i I just they they said like my the my reporter trigger phrase that i've always hated even when i wanted to be a reporter is the something like that people have a right to know if you're gay. <laughs> Why do they have a right to know? Yeah, they have a right to know if you're dumping chemicals in a river. They don't have a right to know if you're gay. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, I hate reporters. I hate them. Do you guys have any theories on why this movie is being so lauded this year? Pappy's got one. Lauded isn't praised? Yeah. Or, like I, award. I, I yeah. mean, are we saying because is mine that because Brian Singer got removed? I don't know. I mean, there's also kind of 
Like it's, uh, I mean, it's a movie. Like it's check the Oscar boxes. It's a movie about AIDS. It's a movie about uh, a, a, a homosexual uh, protagonist, and it was DQ'd from Glad because of the whole singer thing. So, who knows if it would have won an award there? But I don't know. It just feels like kind of Oscar awards baity to me, and people really love Queen. I don't know. Do you guys have anything better? Probably a lot of money pumped into people it, too. People who love Queen can't love this movie. I disagree with that. Why do you say that, People Steve? who love Queen and love good movies about Queen might not like this, but, I mean, you get to hear music. I, mean, I can listen to music on my computer, Brett. I shouldn't have to sit through two hours of a bad movie just because I like Queen. Nobody forced you to. But that's my whole thing. Well, this pod does. (laughs) I feel like watching YouTube clips is literally better than watching this movie of Queen. Like, I don't... Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying, I don't agree with him saying you can't like Queen and like this movie. No, I'm saying those who are, like, ardent fans like myself probably wouldn't like this movie. If you really know the story, yeah, I could see how it would be pretty pretty frustrating. Because, like, I guess a couple more examples. They didn't actually sell their van. To finance an album that's not at all they were formed freddie mercury was already like friends with the band they didn't just like meet like that and uh another and this one i found really interesting roger taylor was actually the first release of solo album so it wasn't at all like freddie mercury was going out on his own and abandoning the so band weird. <laughs> but that's so, so weird, weird from a revisionist standpoint when freddie Mercury's dead of aids and the rest of you are alive and allowing this to happen it feels like disrespectful i don't know i mean does it not? In my mind's eye, I have always pic- pictured Freddie Mercury like I know he had crazy parties and stuff, but I had always heard he was like the nicest of nice. And this movie really did portray him as like he goes moody most of the time and pushes people away. It's like yeah, it was like a diva pretty much. Mm-hmm. He just loved his yeah. cats in real life. Stevie, if you know a lot about <laughs> oh, Queen, that's his first problem. One of the things I was really hoping to figure out from this movie is his accent and like his family history yeah what do you know about it can you inform us about something factual i did know about like how his parents like i mean he was born in england but like his parents weren't from there he was born in zanzibar wasn't he yeah and his parents really were zoranastrists in halo zoranastrianism is pre-judaism pre-christianity like it's like one of like the founding religions. Good thoughts, good deeds, good words. Didn't really like make the whole way. Like I mean, their ten commandments are like spot on with, uh, you know, modern day ten. So I mean, like I knew that about him. <coughs> I didn't know that he was racially profiled. Um, I guess the movie wanted to throw that in there. I didn't realize that people were racist towards him growing up. I yeah, I didn't know that he wasn't just from London. I guess which that was interesting. But then again, like what can what can you learn? from a movie like this that just lies about everything. Uh, you guys have any other points? Or you-, you did make an interesting point, though, Pat, because, I mean, I always thought this as a Queen fan, too. Like, I've always got the feeling that Brian May was a true leader of Queen. So you mean St. Brian May, according to this movie? St. Brian who's May. never you know, committed a sin like, and is, like, the most level-headed guy. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Page was a leader of Led Zeppelin, not Robert Plant. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and, I mean, it, it seems like they were a pretty driving force behind the movie. Like, no, I was watching this documentary. That was the biggest mistake they made, is that they were producers. Yeah, I, well, I was watching this thing about Freddie Mercury's final days, and they're like, one, it's like, a, it's a very harrowing story, like, in real life. Like, he was recording music up until he died. He didn't tell anybody that he had AIDS until, like, two weeks before he died. So, it's like, 
maybe not at the halfway point kill off Freddie Mercury, but I think it could have been a powerful story of of him going through that journey and then like, you know, the the members of Queen be like, Oh shit, like he just died out of nowhere. That could that could have been really interesting. It's it's just disappointing that like it got so tropey and trite. Uh didn't he actually I get him mixed up with Easy E, but didn't he announce he had AIDS to the public and like literally die the next day? Yeah, the day before he died, he announced he had HIV. But at the time, that was still con- like it was very heroic for him to even do that well, because it was so I, early. That was pre Philadelphia. I doubt yeah. he had. I mean, you meant you meant AIDS. I mean, HIV doesn't kill you. Really. No, no, I mean, I think he he died of AIDS related pneumonia. But I think like it was like he put out that he had like HIV slash AIDS the day before he he died of mm. pneumonia. So by the way, he was born in Zanzibar, which is in like present day Africa, I believe. So and Halo. Yes. Oh, what a great level. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All time, one of my favorite levels. Alright. Um, let's uh let's go ahead and get into yes or no's. I'll go first. Uh I'm really trying to understand like what's the point of this movie. Like why would you watch this? Like it's and it really is. I think it's just glorified lip syncing of Queen. Like people love Queen, and when you go to YouTube, like the plays that Queen videos have are are just freaking astronomical. But like I'd rather watch clips of real Freddie Mercury or like Brett said, like a documentary. I don't I don't know what point this serves other than being a mediocre, trite, by the numbers biopic. Um, I I really think the whole fabricating that he had AIDS at the live aid performance is pretty sick. Like, I, I honestly think it's a pretty fucked up thing to do. And like, in, in many ways, this movie does more harm than good. in like, uh, contorting the truth, like people aren't going to know that like all of this is bullshit. And most of the people who watch this are going to think that it's true. So, I mean, that's kind of on them for, <laughs> for watching a movie like this, but it's a biopic. It's supposed to be semi grounded, which is just clearly not. So, I don't know why this is nominated for an Oscar. The editing is just terrible. So terrible. Like Stevie mentioned, the, the, the montage, Midwest, USA. But I don't have a problem with Raimi getting an Oscar nominee. I think he's serviceable enough. But in, in, I, hard no for Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'll always give the music of Queen a yes. Uh, Brett, why don't you go next? Uh, I mean, I'll give this a soft yes. I don't think it's any... I'm glad I, I'm glad I watched it once. Uh, I probably won't watch it again. I'm, I mean, I agree with a lot of things you said. It's definitely not. I said before, uh, is it? A, did I enjoy it? Yes. Is it a good movie? Not really. Is should it be Oscar nominated? Definitely not. Well, you know what I mean. Like in the categories mm-hmm. of best actor. I mean best picture. But I'll just leave it at that. I thought it was a fun experience. Don't care that much about the factually accurate stuff. I watched it for entertainment value, and I was entertained. So. Sorry, not sorry. It's a hard no and a soft yes. Stevie, what do you give it? Dad movie. <laughs> Pap will get what that means. But, um, yeah, this is a hard no for me. I, uh, like, I love the music of Queen, and this movie just did not do it for me. Um, Remy was all right. Uh, the guy who played Brian May I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, um... I, I don't know, like, like Pap said, I don't know what the point of this movie is. Like, it's just so by the numbers and, like, 
I mean, I don't really care about any of the characters by the time the movie's done. So, and the fact that it's even nominated for Best Picture tells me that times are a changing when it comes to Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think last year is probably the last year where you had to actually be a good movie to get nominated. Yep. I think this year. Is I think the post shit show. the post begs to differ about last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, correct. You are, but um, yeah, I'll never watch this movie again. And. It just makes me want to retreat and just listen to Sheer Heart Attack on repeat where they, they actually sang and didn't lip sync. So, yeah, that's all I got, do, got for it. Hard no. All right, two hard no's, one soft yes. Uh, bring us home, Josh. Well, I've never once got Freddie Mercury confused with Easy e start off with that. <laughs> but it's so much came- in common. I kind of came into this pod like I just finished the movie five minutes before we started recording as maybe a soft yes. Like even despite that end, uh, like 20 minutes of worse than live aid scene. (laughs) But honestly, after having Pat point out all the inaccuracies, like the true evil is that people like Brett are going to just watch this for entertainment and believe all this bull crap about a dude that's dead and that's really bad. That's not yeah. good at all. F, F you, dude. <laughs> Wait, me? <laughs> Don't me? lump me in. What, why did you have to use my name right there? Well, you just admitted that you watch it for entertainment, and that's fine. Oh, my God. I watched a movie for entertainment? I'm just saying that's what people do, and they're going to be misled because they're not going to look up what really happened afterwards, and I hadn't had a chance yet. I was definitely going to. But, yeah, that's just really disappointing to hear. The fact that he didn't have AIDS during Live Aid, which is like, makes it a con- totally contrived ending, even worse than I initially thought. It drops to a no, and that's it. No. There you go. So that's three no's, one soft yes. But I mean, yeah, people do like this movie, so I think that's a pretty fair uh, representation. Uh, one more note, though. Yeah. I, I do like Paul Dano more in his biopic as uh, Brian Wilson than I do Raimi in this one, honestly. That's a new uh, playlist on SoundCloud. Uh, spoilers biopics, musical. <laughs> we'll rank it, them. Isn't Paul Dano just like more interesting and brings more like substance to it well, or something? They actually made it look like the beach, like Brian Wilson cared about his music. And Paul like, Dano actually sang. Paul Dano actually sang. But... Okay, before Spoilers Man takes us away, do you guys want to play a super duper quick trivia real quick? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. How many, as of late January 2018, how many YouTube plays does the channel Queen Official, the official YouTube channel for Queen, have for their top five videos combined? 2019 or 18? 19, you mean? Oh, 19. Yeah, I forgot what year it was. 2019. Uh, Top five videos? Yep. Uh, Dude, they're so big on their uh, reaction videos. They're so big. Well, it's just this is just Queen official, so this is just yeah. Like, no, I'm yeah. saying they watch them on that. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you want to go first? Uh, okay. Uh, I'm guessing they have like 250 million each. So I'm gonna say like 1.25 billion. 1.25 billion, Stevie. I'll say two bills. Two bills, Brett. 
I'll go one under what Josh said. Okay. Well, Stevie was the closest. It's two billion two hundred seventeen million for their top nice. five videos. Bohemian Jeez. Rhapsody has eight hundred million plays alone. Nice. That's so. good. I like that. There you go. That's some fun trivia. Uh, <laughs> got some fun episodes coming up. But take us away, Spoderman. <laughs> Podcast spoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers. Brett, I wasn't making fun of you at all, by the way, with that last comment. <laughs> he said people said, like people like Brett. No, no, he said people will watch it for entertainment like you did, and then will go on to believe it. Well, ninety-five percent of the people in this country have their faces buried in Google and Google and stuff, so I'm sure they'll look it up. Dude, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know. I mean. Walk hard is more accurate than this. I'm a, fic- I'm a fictional character. <laughs> okay, walk hard seems pretty accurate compared to this. <laughs> All Brett needs is Radio Gaga. Radio Mama.